Welcome to the Vault Studios Fantasy Football Podcast, your one-stop shop for all fantasy football info. Here are your hosts. Welcome to the Vault Studios Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Lewis, and as always, I am joined by Corey. It is week 14, the final week of the regular season. How you doing, man? Um, I'm doing good. You know, it's fantasy playoffs are here in some leagues, those unsavvy leagues that just said, yeah, screw it, we're still doing the playoffs the old way. And, you know, you have another week of trying to get in and hoping that X team only scores X amount of points over your amount of points so that you get in or, you know, a plethora of other options that you have to get in the playoffs this week. Right. And I'm in a couple of leagues like that where I'm right on the cusp of that final playoff spot in leagues where they're reserved for the highest scoring team. So, yeah, I, I need some guys to, to go off. The needle. <laughs> I, need to, I need some guys to go off in a big, big way this week. So, yeah, we'll see how that happens. If you are in the playoffs already, congratulations on making it. We hope that uh, over the next couple of weeks you'll be able to, to navigate um, yeah, na- navigate the playoffs and, and wait, make your way through. But quite honestly, just from a game theory perspective, I know we're all in it to win it, right? And we all reason why we play fantasy football is to try and win championships. The reality is once you get to the playoffs and it's one week, anything can happen. Variants can rear, rear its ugly head. Injuries can happen, especially you know this year and last year with with maybe your top player ends up out on the COVID reserve list and there's just nothing you can do. In reality, having a consistent season, putting a good team together, working the waiver wire and getting to the playoffs after you know putting together a strong roster really is the sign of a good fantasy football player. And then the playoffs That's is cool. just... It's just a coin flip. It's it's like it's like going to a penalty shootout in soccer, right? It's just yeah. flip a coin and see what happens. Yeah, it definitely is. I agree with you. Um, um, you know, to track your playoff, you know, just appearances. I mean, that's your main goal in fantasy is just to get to the playoffs because anything can happen once you get there. Um, doesn't matter if you're the you know eight seed or the four seed or depending on whatever seed that you need to be to get in the playoffs. It doesn't matter once you're in because once the playoffs hit, all bets are off. It could be, <laughs> you know, it could be the most random player pickup, et cetera, that goes off for you and wins you a fantasy title. Could be a blocked field goal. Could, could be blocked. Could be. <laughs> or it could be you could have a great team and then you turn up and you run into a six touchdown Alvin Kamara performance. He's like, well, shit, that's, you know, yeah. that's, that, that's the way it goes sometimes. Um, but this is also the final week of bye weeks in the NFL, of course, which is why your fantasy playoffs should not have started this week. So if your commissioner didn't fix that up, get out there, slap him in the slap him or her in the face and be like, hey, come on, we're gonna sort this out for next year. Because as it stands, you would not have the number one running back in fantasy football, Mr. Jonathan Taylor, because the Colts, the Patriots, the Eagles, and the Dolphins are all on bye this week and shall return for week 15, what should be the first round of the fantasy football playoffs as always we're going to dive into and take a little preview from a fantasy perspective of all of the games this week minus thursday night football because we are of course recording this on a thursday afternoon but let's look at a few news and notes that have popped up and have fantasy implications for the coming weeks antonio brown suspended three game suspension um i think because he's like could have played this week and then the next and last week I think his suspension started from last week, right? Um, so he uh, might yeah, be, I believe so. Yeah. Right. So he might be available in the fantasy championship game. Um, that's that's going to be brave of you if you play AB coming off a suspension, having not played for the better part of two months, to then uh, play him in your yeah, fantasy we, championship. We talked a little bit about that last week. Like, there's no chance. Um, yeah, I mean, he could have played in week six. He could have been playing in week 15 had the suspension not come through. He's clearly fully healthy, jumping on a trampoline, running routes, all that kind of stuff. Unfortunately, he's probably not going to be a contributor for the rest of your roster. Corey Davis has gone to IR. He's done for the year with a core injury. Logan Thomas the third again, turned back, had a solid 13-point performance, and then went back. Uh, on IR after initially it was it was weird it was like oh he's definitely done for the season oh no things are better oh actually no upon further examination he is actually going to go to IR 
Uh, Adam Thielen is going to miss this week with an ankle sprain. And Keenan Allen is on the COVID-19 list, but is considered day-to-day. So he may or may not be available for their very nightmarish matchup against the New York Giants. Uh, Mike Williams is on the COVID list as well. I think he's going to be – he's definitely out this week. Is that right? Mike, Mike Williams is out. Uh, Mike Bren, Brendan Staley doesn't rule Mike Williams out. Um, right, okay. Uh, but, yeah, it doesn't look great. <laughs> Right, so this this would be a situation where you need to run to the waiver wire. Uh, and because post-waivers, they might be just sat there. Jalen Guyton could be interesting. Um, Donald Josh Palmer, Palmer as well. Josh Palmer, thank you. That was the other name I was looking for. And Austin Eckler is going to have a day. So I, I, we, we might see Austin Eckler heavily used as a pass catcher this week. Uh, maybe some stuff out of the slot as well. So uh, congratulations if you have Austin Eckler. All right, let's dive into these games, Corey, and give you the, the the floor here. Jets versus Saints, the matchup that everyone is craving for. Zach Wilson versus Taysom Hill, elite quarterbacking on display. What's your takeaway for this game? Yeah, uh, I hope Alvin Kamara's back. That's my takeaway for this game. Uh, you know, this Saints offense is interesting in a way that we kind of I mean, really that's don't. one word to describe it. <laughs> Interesting in a way that we don't know what the heck's going on from week to week. Uh, I think, what, Taysom ended up with four interceptions last week. Yeah, but uh, also just a truckload of fantasy points. Right, exactly. So he had four picks and he had like 26 points, 24 points or something like that for fantasy. Uh, but it does sound like Alvin Kamara will be back this week, which is a big get. Uh, Mark Ingram is on a reserve COVID list, uh, but he is vaccinated. Um, so I thought he'd already been ruled out for this game. Um, it just says that he's on a reserve COVID list, tested positive, but is vaccinated. So we have to return two negative tests in 24 hours in order to play. Right. Okay. Um, so it's still an option. Same with Keenan Allen as well, by the way, like we talked about. Um, yeah. But yeah, so Kamara's expected to play. So. That is good news with Taysom Hill. You know, I mean, his rushing upside is what what you're looking for in this one. And as for the Jets, <laughs> what is there to say about the Jets? I think your tidbit that you're going to talk about is probably the only thing we have to say about the Jets other than your boy. Uh, what's what's the tight end's name there? Chris Hendon. Uh, no, 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 he's gone. Oh, he's uh, a... Ryan, Ryan Griffin got in the end zone last week. Right, right, uh, right. Ryan Griffin. For for all those guys that are streaming tight ends these days. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know, man. Crowder was kind of n- nowhere seen again. Just this whole offense just is abysmal at, at this point. Yeah. I think in the most like deep leagues with true levels of desperation, like he could throw Keelan Cole out there and hope he gets gets a few targets. Um, sure. <laughs> but we know what the Saints are going to do, play in man coverage. They're going to put Marshall Lattimore on Elijah Moore, but I still am playing Elijah Moore this week. He is the primary focus of this offense. Uh, and when they – this is um, a great little stat from the PFF podcast. Shout out to the PFF Fantasy Football Podcast. Elijah Moore commands a 31% target share when the when the Jets go against man defense. Um, so that's good news for him. And he also has the second highest success rate of all rookies as well. Elijah Moore has truly been balling, put up some big performances. Could he be boom bust? Absolutely. Could the Jets put up a goose egg in this game? Absolutely. But I'm betting on the talent of Elijah Moore that he's not going to get completely nullified by Marshall Lattimore, who's a good corner but can have his off days anyway. Love the talent of Elijah Moore. Don't be scared to play him this week. Panthers versus Falcons. Not a game that's inspiring too much excitement, I'll be honest. No, it is a division game. I mean, the Falcons... I mean, Russell Gage has looked good. He has. Russell, <laughs> Russell Gage has looked good. There. Um, you know, he's he's been used as that underneath kind of just possession guy that just moves chains looks like ryan trusts him the most of anyone on this offense right now uh last few weeks i think he's really been you know real nice asset as for you know ppr leagues i mean looking at his stats the last few games he had 11 catches last week for 130 yards huge game huge game 
Uh, he had six for 62 against the Jags, five for 49 against the Pats, seven for 64 against the Saints. Um, so, you know, he's getting peppered with targets and he's getting completion. Um, I mean, with with, with those numbers, it wouldn't surprise me if he was like a top 15, 15 wide receiver over the past four or five games. Just, just because he's been consistent, a lot of wide receivers haven't been. Uh, and, and that's what it takes in PPR. Like if you, like it's a good day if you're playing Russell Gage and he goes five for 50. It's even better if he manages to fall into the end zone. And then he will have those games where he's going to see double-digit targets and get eight to 10 receptions as well. So he, yeah, he plenty, plays plenty exactly like, like a poor man's Ridley. <laughs> right, right. And right. hopefully he might be he might be a rich man because if he keeps up this performance, I think the Falcons will probably look to reward him with a new contract or he will find some somewhere a team on the open market to be able to pay him as well. I'm not sure what his contract status is. Uh, but yeah, playing Russell Gage, uh, I, I'm not playing Matt Ryan. It's just gross. I suppose you're playing Kyle Pitts. If you if you had him, he's really been underwhelming. Um, but I like this game for, for Tuba Hubbard. Obviously, CMC being done for the season. He's going to get the bulk of the run game. And the reason why I really like this is the Carolina Panthers have parted ways with their offensive coordinator, Joe Brady. And according to the reports, it was just Matt Rule felt he didn't run the football enough. So I think we're going to see a heavy, whoever's been promoted to calling plays, this is basically their first interview on the job. And if the last guy was fired for not doing something enough, you're sure as shit going to do a lot of that in your first audition. Who, uh, for, who's the OC now, Brian Schottenheimer? <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, yeah, <laughs> it'd be perfect. I, I actually I have no, I have no idea who it is. Um. Yeah, really, no idea. Well, it sounds like it'll be filled by Jeff Nixon, a longtime friend of Rule, who served on Rule's offense coordinator at Baylor. If that's true, I am intrigued uh, with Cam Newton in this game mm -hmm. because that Baylor offense—if you watched it—so much read, read option, so much power, QB power. Um, this is per that's perfect. If they're gonna roll out that Baylor offense. Um, that's ideal situation because they've had the bye week as well to maybe in, you know install a few concepts. Obviously, it's not gonna they're not gonna completely change the offense, but if you can add a few wrinkles in there, well, yeah, utilizing sure. Cam Cam Newton in the run game, I think we could de yeah we could definitely see that. Um, Cam is definitely someone I like in play this week, which is apparently illegal to say on the internet these days. <laughs> yeah, don't say that on Twitter. Yeah, don't say that on Twitter. That's that's just a secret for between you, me, and the Vault Studio. I might, I might tweet it out right now. <laughs> uh, someone's going to swap me for, for saying that. They're just going to come through <laughs> come through with the vicious intentions. Yeah, I like Juba Hubbard this week. Uh, obviously, you're playing your other Panthers pass catches, DJ Moore. Um, Robbie Anderson in a, in a pinch. Texans v Seahawks in what could be one of the most uninspiring games of the week. Just gross. The Texans on paper present an absolutely beautiful matchup for the for the opposing team's running back. The problem is Seattle have managed to cobble together one of the nastiest rat shit collections of a committee at running back you'll ever see in your life. With 86-year-old Adrian Peterson, Alex Collins, Travis Homer, and I think Rashad Penny as well. Literally all of these guys are going to get touches and carries. It's going to be a gross, disgusting committee. I'm not playing any of them. I don't want to touch one of these running backs against the Texans outside of the deepest, deepest of leagues. And once I submit my roster, I'm dropping down on my knees and I'm praying for a touchdown because that's all all the hope you can get. Yeah. Uh, what a brutal game. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I don't know what to do. I think – is Davis Mills officially starting? Because Tyrod's got a torn ligament in his wrist, right? Yeah, if I was if I was tired with a torn ligament, I'd be like, "Fuck this! I'm shutting this down. I'm 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 not playing again this season. I'm preserving my health. Fuck it." Yeah, if it's Davis Mills, um, actually, once Davis Mills came in, kind of opened up Cooks a little bit last week. He like just locked in on him and gave him like three straight targets. Uh, so that that helps him. But overall, I don't expect the Texans to do much in this game. I think this is going to be a gross game. It is a get-right game for Russell Wilson, and I fully expect to, for them to try to get those receivers in the end zone um, as much as possible. This might be a DK Metcalf week. So, um, yeah, This week of all weeks, uh, the last few weeks have been pretty brutal, but this might be the week that DK pays off for you, of course. 
either to get in the playoffs or the first round. <laughs> Hasn't done anything all season. It's yeah, or that. to like keep you out of the toilet bowl. <laughs> thanks, no, DK. Yeah, yeah, thanks. Thanks, thanks DK. You, you've been real swell. Uh, a, a report came out. Uh, I, I I just saw the tweet, yeah, so I don't know I where it that. came from. But about Russell Wilson naming three destinations of somewhere he would take in a trade because he does have a no trade clause in his contract, I believe. He yep. named the New York Giants, the New Orleans Saints, and the Denver Broncos as possible destinations. Um, two of those, well, they all make sense for different reasons. Obviously, he wants to go to New York because it's a big market. And, you know, they've got some players there, but he would automatically attract a lot more, uh, you know, tap like, wide like the weapons there. Yeah, good. they just can't stay healthy. Kenny Golladay's fucking busted. He's broken. So is Sterling Shepard. I'd be busted too if I had those quarter. If I had Mike Glenn throw me the ball, I'd be like, also, yeah, now, bro. Yeah, also true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> also true. Yeah, I think Russell Wilson could could definitely help. Of course, he would help that offense. Um, Denver. We yeah, talked about this last last week, I think. Right, that it's just absolutely prime for a big name quarterback to go there and ball out with the with the weapons that they've got. There, Javante Williams, Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, Tim Patrick, cut, Noah Fant. scene to Sutton pulling his hand out of the ground like a zombie after everyone buried him. Someone, someone not have thrown those lovely rainbow moon moonshots down the field to uh, to Cortland Sutton. That'd be nice. Um, and New Orleans, obviously, right? Just going to work with Sean Payton and, and making some magic happen down there in a dome. I think that could really work as well. Um, yeah, Kansas City versus Raiders. This could be a little little fun game. Um, probably, probably difficult for the Raiders to win here. The Kansas City defense is significantly better now than it was when they first got that win. Offense is still finding its feet, but it's always a get-right game when you can play play the Raiders because their defense is, isn't all that good. But all I need to say is stop sleeping on Hunter Renfro now. Like he is, especially in the absence of Darren Waller, he is just an absolute target machine. Back-to-back 100-yard games playing like one of the top receivers in the NFL, even though like we know he's not, but what he's asked to do in his very specific role with his very specific, specific skill set, he is elite at that. He is very, very good uh, at getting open, playing out of the slot. Uh, he's on the same page with Derek Carr, looks to get him the football, play Hunter Renfro this week. Things should go well for you. Yeah, you play Hunter Renfro every week. Um, he's less both. Taxes and Renfro, baby. <laughs> uh, but... I'm interested to see how the Raiders come out and play defense because everything's been made. Everyone talks about, you know, Mahomes versus the cover two shell, blah, blah, blah. Um, but when they played the Raiders, Raiders knew that. But they Raiders just stuck into their cover three and they got absolutely diced up by Mahomes. Uh, so will they change? Will they finally change what what they do? Um, it's not that easy to just go, yeah, okay, we we'll play cover two now, and you know our linebackers will start talking to you know our corners, and we'll get the depths right and things like that. So I I don't know if that's going to happen. Uh, I like Kansas City to win this game. The Raiders have been resilient this all season, but I think this is a tall task for them to win this game. I'm not convinced Kansas City is just happy kind of winning these 19 to 6 games or whatever they're going to try to they've been no, trying to they, do the they, they're going to absolutely beat the brakes off someone soon and yeah it it could be it could be the Raiders yeah it could be so start start your Chiefs uh I don't think there's any surprises in lineups here Kelsey Hill um CH uh I mean Darrell Williams even got enough carries to be warranted if you're hurting yeah you, like get him in the um, flex spot for sure but yeah so I, I think i think you're fine you're playing the guys that you normally would play here i don't think there's any ancillary guys that you'd be looking at playing in this game no i was just gonna say don't play foster moreau if darren wall is out like it's I mean, not Deshaun jackson uh <laughs> i mean you got to be really desperate really desperate to play Deshaun jackson right uh okay yeah i was just gonna say your description of the raiders resilient is a perfect choice of words here i don't think a, an nfl team has gone through more off the field than the raiders this season so um yeah certainly been a resilient team and um yeah good to, good to see them not just just fold it in stay professional and continue to compete on a week to week basis 
Wash, nope, Browns versus Ravens. Another divisional game. This one should be quite fun. Uh, Baker's just obviously not playing well, banged up. Really takes away anyone that you want to play as a pass catcher on the Cleveland Browns. You can start Kareem Hunt. You can start Nick Chubb. But for me, that's it. I'm out on the Browns offense completely. Yeah, I'll, that's fair. But I, I'd still start Landry. Uh, he is on the injury report. But I'm pretty sure Landry's always on the injury report. So He lives on the injury report. I'm not too worried about that. Remember, like, I think last was it last year he got on the COVID list, uh, like quote, close contact, and it was like the first games he'd missed in his entire career. Yeah, it's tough. He, Landry's a gamer, though. Um, he had six for 111 against the Ravens last time they applied. Um, I don't expect that kind of production. But Landry usually good for five catches when Baker's quarterback. Uh, whether he gets the yardage, who knows? It just kind of depends on how this, this game goes. Obviously, on the Ravens side of things, you're hoping Lamar Jackson can put a game together here. Uh, it's just kind of been middling performances after middling performances now. I think it's a few in a row now. So you would be hoping that Mark Andrews kind of gets back on the fold. He had some brutal drops on um, I'm not even talking about like the two-point conversion. I mean, he had a, a drop right. early in that game um, that he could have definitely pulled in. But, you know, Marquise Brown showed up with some intermediate-type routes last week, which was nice to see. Uh, so he wasn't just, you know, running down the field trying to do the Marquise Brown run fast thing. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how th this Ravens team kind of comes out and tries to attack this, this, Rave, uh, this Browns defense. But the Browns have given up tons of points all year long. And so if the Ravens are going to get back, this is the type of game they need to kind of show the league that they're going to take it seriously and, you know, take care of a division opponent. Yeah. Um, I actually don't mind Sammy Watkins in this game. He's had some involvement. And, of course, Hollywood Brown is, with his volume, is basically like a low-end wide receiver one. He's seen 10 targets in five of his last seven games. And, with his explosiveness, like he 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 can easily be putting up 25, 30 points in a game. So yeah, love love Hollywood this week and each and every week. Uh Washington football versus Dallas. Washington football's defense is atrocious. It's falling apart. Not only did they lose um Edge Chase Young for the season, they've now lost Montez Sweat as well, potentially out for this. I think he's out for the season. Um not no, things aren't great. So I think Dallas should be able to score here. They should be able to keep a clean pocket, keep Zach up, Zach, keep Dak upright. And this really should be a game for uh, Amari Cooper in a get right spot after he's missed a few games with COVID and then uh, lack of match fitness. Uh, CeeDee Lamb, Michael Gallup, you're playing them. You're playing Zeke, even though he's more of a low end RB2. He, does, he has the touchdown equity, he has the goal line back. That's really what you're hoping for from him these days. Um, yeah, I, I like the Dallas offense, and in, in one, I need them to score a lot of points in this one. I hope I hope Tyler Taylor Heineke can get a little crazy with this one and, and make it a scoring game. Yeah, and if you know Taylor Heineke, it's going to give you a bunch of completions underneath and things like that. But the Logan Thomas injury hurts. Um, it sounds like McKissick's probably going to be a week away still. So um, fire up Antonio Gibson, and you know what. Wait, I just want to say something. Uh, <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> it's really funny. So you know how a few a uh, few seasons back, Mixon didn't really do anything like the first half of the season, and then all of a sudden, like the last, I think it was like the last five weeks or seven well, weeks. What what happened was I, I remember this because I, I wrote an article on it. They they the Bengals had their bye right in the middle of the season, week nine, and so the first eight games he was like running back twenty something. And then they just completely switched their offense, and he was like the running back four from weeks, uh, from weeks uh, ten through to seventeen. Right. So I feel like that's what's happening here with Antonio Gibson because he's just forced into this role where he's getting way more carries and touches. This is what like everyone envisioned. Um, yet no one's digging him for. It. <laughs> no one's digging him for it like they did with Mixon. Like when yeah. it was Mixon, they're like, oh, thanks, thanks for nothing, you know. I've already, I've already lost seven games this year or whatever. But, um, yeah, it, it's very interesting. I'm, I'm keeping an eye on it. I, I, I think this back-end run is probably going to overinflate Gibson's ADP, especially if um, if J.D. McKissick returns to the team because he's got a clear carved-out role. They like him. He's a heck of a football player. So, um, yeah, that's something in terms of dynasty ADP in the offseason. And, obviously, as we uh, 
go to draft season next year to keep an eye on because I think Gibson's value could be creeping a little too high. Uh, Titans versus Jags. <laughs> not very ins- no, again, not, not inspiring. <laughs> me. Um, yay, rivalry, rivalry week. It's so much fun. Um, Julio, Julio Jones is coming back. Um, I'd play him to be honest. This Jags defense is horrible, they do not scare you. And I'm playing Deontay Foreman. The Titans can run the football, they've got a great offensive line, uh, to defensive line matchup per, per PFF. And the Jags have got a piss week run defense as well. So, um, Deontay Foreman is very much in the picture. He could easily get. 120, 130 yards on the ground and a score. You don't love Dontrell Hilliard this week? <sighs> I mean, Dontrell Hilliard only had his had his run when Foreman was out, right? Well, he just had a big run, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like that's what I mean. Like he wasn't 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 Foreman banged up, which is why Hilliard was like uh, brought into the fold or something like that. No, I don't. I don't think so. I think they were always gonna. They're always gonna mix it up. But yeah, I don't know. Anyway, don't know it doesn't matter. I, I'm playing Foreman. Play this one. I'm playing Foreman. <laughs> Forget the rest. <laughs> well, I hope Julio plays. That'd be nice. Uh, it would be nice to see him get 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 some uh, get some playing time under his belt. As for the Jags, it sounds like James Robinson's a little bit banged up. It was a weird situation last week. I, oh. I didn't exactly look into it, but apparently he was banged out. So then Carlos High was out there a ton, and, but then they put James Robinson out there in like two-minute drill at the end of the game, and they're like, well, if he was hurt enough not to play like the whole game, then like, why is he playing? He, he also fumbled as well and then got benched, and then Carlos High fumbled and didn't get benched because he's Urban Meyer's, <laughs> he's Meyer's boy. Because he's the Buckeye? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so because, yeah, because he's got all of he's got all of the blackmail evidence on Urban Meyer. He's seen Urban Meyer sticking his finger up a bunch of different coeds butts in bars over the years. <laughs> so with this receiving core, it's just a mess. I mean, Lavisca only have three catches for thirty yards after having five receptions a lot previous uh, two games before that. So yeah, it's it's pretty messy it's pretty ugly it's a stay away if you can avoid it yeah yeah and i'm not playing Tannehill either like the titans are such a run heavy team like beyond ridiculous run heavy unless you have to unless you're in like a unless you right. have to start mike lennon like i do next week right week. that's and if you're in a super flex <laughs> league and you're a super flex league and you had like you know jalen hurts and tua tonga and carson wentz and they're all on by or something like that like that's right. that's your option but, uh, but outside of those desperate times, no, I am not playing Ryan Tannehill this week. LA Chargers versus Giants, uh, as you said, Speaking Mike Glennon. Of. He might play, but then I also heard about Jake Fromm potentially playing. No, 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 no. He's going to play. He's going to play. He's going to make it out of concussion protocol. I need him to play. I don't and know, I, man. The size of Mike that Glennon neck. Do you know how much <laughs> whip you can get with a neck that long? The concussions are serious, man. That's That's a crazy whiplash with that kind of neck. Um, I don't. Well, to be honest, it doesn't change what I'm about to say. I ain't playing any fucking Giants pass catches at this point. Like, what a shit show! Um, just no, no, and it's, uh, that's a big old no for me. Uh, Saquon Barkley might actually be able to get get something going here. The LA Chargers aren't a good run defense. Uh, having said that, they aren't a good run defense against competent quarterbacks. So potentially, they might just sell out to try and stuff the run and be like, "Yeah, okay, Mike Glennon or Jake from." beat us through the air with Darius Slayton. Like I just, so that uh, maybe he gets some, 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 some check downs and some dump offs and screens and things like that. I, it's just a mess. It's just a mess. I mean, Saquon had six catches last, last game with Mike Glenn at quarterback. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Notable Devontae Booker had four catches as well. And Evan Ingram had four catches for 61 yards. So, Yep. Uh, anything that's short and easy to complete both immediately in, immediately in front of him <laughs> right. my, yeah probably with that it just to. just takes too long to just rotate that neck <laughs> yeah he needs check down <laughs> tunnel vision um yeah we talked about the the charges pass catches already uh, i don't think there's anything else to to add there but obviously you're playing justin herbert as well broncos versus lions 
it finally happened. We finally had the Javante Williams breakout game, the coming out party, huge game last week for him. But it does look like Melvin Gordon is going to return and play some role. Yes. Um, yeah, Good I mean, God. it's against the Lions as well. I'm playing both of them. If you if you have them, you're playing these guys because the matchup is just so damn soft. Um, how about it? Let's applause for the Detroit Lions. Woo! Getting their first win of the season. What the hell were the Vikings doing? What was Zimmer doing? Called what a timeout the- and then that's the shit you come up with? Why were they in like Hail Mary protection? At Freeze, prevent defense. <laughs> the, the corners are like at the goal line backing up. They're like, yep, he's going to the end. If zone. anything, if anything, they should have been like Dr. Heat and just dialing up pressure like crazy oh, on Jared Goff. Yeah, they, getting Jared's Goff, fa- Jared Goff's face because he's like the stone nuts worse under pressure. Yeah, exactly. Did you not watch the Super Bowl with the Rams? <laughs> All that blitz, he just throws all that blitz all day, every day. That's all he needed to do, and they won that game. Oh, un- unbelievable, unbelievable. Um, but yeah, I'm playing the Broncos running backs here. If you've got a Broncos player, probably play them because the defense is so bad, like it could happen. Um, even Teddy Bridgewater is probably going to get you there this week, um, against in, in this matchup. Um, so yeah, that's that's all I have to say on the matter. Oh, I, I'm just gonna say. It was Amon Ra breakout season last week as well. Yes. The guy got his first touchdown. It was a game winner. I mean, what more could you want? Obviously, uh, his name, Reynolds, was also in in there and make, making plays as well. So uh, Josh Reynolds looked very good last week as well. With, yeah, uh, he's. I think he's playing himself that. into a, a contract next year with the Lions. I'm convinced of it. And he had four catches for 69 yards. So yeah, um, it's not nothing. He had three for 70 and a touchdown the week before. So I think this guy is someone that you know Goff trusts, and he can throw the ball down the field too. And he can get down the field. He's he's a quick receiver and he's a good size as well. Yeah, absolutely. And the the Lions are pretty much stuck with Jared Goff at quarterback. For this year, obviously, they're almost certainly going to draft one with the number one overall pick, you would think. Although it wouldn't surprise there, me. What's... There are none. Well, this is the thing. It, it, it... <laughs> well, yeah, but you know how it goes. There's always no quarterbacks, and then all of a sudden there's four first-round quarterbacks because that's how it goes. Yeah, um, but then, it, then it's EJ Manuel and Jake Locker, and then you're screwed in three years. Yeah, anyway. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Man, I I can't believe the Bills drafted EJ Manuel. Could have asked me. I watched him in the flesh, and I, I, I was like, I'm so I was on exchange at FSU watching EJ Manuel. Who's the other guy from FSU? The Vikings drafted Christian Ponder. Yeah, exactly. I never saw that's him play that's live. Who we're getting this year, but we're I never saw. Yeah, I never saw him play live, Christian Ponder. But I did see EJ. Manual and I was still very, very limited in my football knowledge and trying to learn and educate. And I was like, "This guy? They, they, they drafted this guy in the in, in the first round? Are you are you serious? Like I thought he might go in like the fifth or the sixth round as a project to to someone who already had a mobile quarterback." I was like, "Oh, oh no, Buffalo! What have what, what have you what have you done?" So Jared Goff with his contract almost certainly will be with the Lions. The fact that there isn't a clear like number one overall quarterback pick. The Lions, you know, they want to run the football. They want to play defense. So they could go get one of these these guys, at the, uh, you know, uh, Thibodeau or what is it, uh, Hutchinson. Um, is it Aiden Hutchinson, the, the, the pass rusher? Anyway, um, yeah. so they might bring back these guys who Jared Goff likes, Josh Reynolds. Obviously, Amaron St. Brown will be there. But, yeah, these are, these are guys that you can target very cheaply in the offseason. Uh, because it's Jared Goff, because it's the Lions, go and you know throw some third and fourth round picks at these guys and see what sticks. Definitely. Bengals versus 49ers. Um, both teams coming off unexpected losses, I would say. Certainly didn't expect the Bengals to get blown out the way that they did. Just things didn't go well here. But for the 49ers, it looks like Elijah Mitchell might not play. He's in the concussion protocol. And you potentially... Doesn't look good. Potentially, Jeff Wilson has got a knee issue, uh, which would mean Jermichael Hasty uh, would be the starting running back because Debo Samuel is banged up, and even if he does play, it would surprise me. Knowing what, you no, know, they won't use him there. 
they won't use um, him there because he's banged up. So it could be it's going to be Kyle Juszczyk and it's going to be Jermichael Hasty. And if they Wilson did, they is did out, sign Brian Hill this week. Wow, Brian Hill, <laughs> former Falcon, former Falcon. No, no Shanahan from his time there. But yeah, um, uh, Brian Hill. <laughs> yeah, he, he's just there clearly for depth, like emergency break. Like, Break glass in case of emergency, but use check does get work in the pass game. Jermichael Hasty will take some carries, so yeah, um, I don't hate it at all. Uh, obviously, continue to play T Higgins, who's a stud, and continue to play Jamar Chase despite the drops. Because as we've seen with Deontay Johnson, drops do not matter. Say it with me, folks drops do not matter. <laughs> I was more the people listening later to this, but I, 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 appreci- <laughs> I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Uh, anything uh, you want to add on this game here, other than George Kittle's probably gonna have another monster fucking game? Uh definitely. This this uh, Bengals secondary is uber suspect right now. Um, it's the same secondary that gave up like three hundred and something. That's a lot. Three hundred something yards to Mike White, and everyone was like, "Hey, Mike White, he might be a thing." And then he immediately yeah. turned into a pumpkin. Uh, yeah. So I don't know about this Bengals secondary right now. I think it's very fragile. I don't know if the 49ers really have the weapons to take advantage of it, but George Kittle definitely one of those weapons that could definitely get off this week as far as receivers go. Um, Ayuk and the rest of, you know, Jawan Johnson and these guys, like uh, I don't know. But um, definitely firing up George Kittle. You're happy with him right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been absolutely crushing it, so. Uh, yeah, I, I think with the Bengals as well, you're checking that injury report for Mixon. He did get banged up a little bit in that game. He was kind of down for a while, got back up, but came back in that and, and played the rest of it. Uh, Chase he, he practiced. He practiced, though, so I think he's going to be fine. Yeah. Chase Higgins, you're obviously playing those guys. Uh, and if you're trying to be sneaky, you probably can fit in a CJ Uzama somewhere if you, if you need to. Got it on by and you need a tight end or something like that. Yep, yep. Uh, like those calls. Bucks Bills in what really is the one of the two premier sort of matchups this week. This could be a, a great game. We mentioned it, it last week, but it could be. Potential. Yeah, could be. But well, I don't think so. You don't think so? <laughs> no. Um, I think the Bills are rattled. The Bills the, are the rattled. Bills, the Bill, well, They're you would done. be. You would be after the Patriots come in and beat you Their head is on, on, on the road with over. three whole passes. <laughs> um, well, I'm, I'm impressed. We made it all the way to the 38th minute of the show without mentioning the Patriots humiliating the Buffalo Bills. But yeah, they're, they're, they're there. <laughs> Best friends. Have you seen that picture though? They were like they've been like friends forever. They're like ride or die. Yeah, Alabama. Like, go. Yeah, but like before that, like uh, high school as well. Oh wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've been like friends forever. <laughs> <laughs> so it's so awesome. Um, where is that? Yeah, Leonard Fournette is a four down back. Um, and you're playing all your pass catches here against the Bills. Tom Brady, um, I know a bunch of ranking sites have him like a top two, three play this week. Books defense yep. can be had at this point. Fournette's gonna get all the passing work in the running back, but you know, play Gronk, play Evans, play Godwin, who came off what, like a 15 catch game last week out of nowhere. Just from fucking nuclear. Gronk yeah. is just back to being basically Gronk. He's like, I'm gonna retire. Yeah. Oh, and then I'm going to come back and continue to play at a Hall of Fame, elite, best tight end in the game kind of level. Just ridiculous. Yeah, absolutely ridiculous. I mean, uh, he's the best yeah. tight end in football right now. Like, Travis Kelsey has just not been getting it done. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely an argument to be made that Gronk is the best tight end in football right now. Um, between him, Kittle, and, and Kelsey, yeah, I think that's definitely an argument that can be made. Just the way that this offense is put together, like I don't see how the Bills slow them down. No Tre'Davious White. Uh, this is definitely the hardest matchup the Bills have had as for quarterback in about I don't know all season, obviously. But in the last seven weeks, they've played literally the worst set of quarterbacks that you've ever seen in, in your life. So plus I, Mac Jones. Let's put no, let's not put Mac Jones in that list. Well, that doesn't count because he only threw three times. So I know it's not really facing a potent pass, pass offense. But basically, Buffalo, they played the Patriots, obviously. Then they played the Saints and Trevor Simeon. And then they played 
went in a rainstorm, which they didn't really pass. Like they got <laughs> Jonathan Taylor. Ran oh, that's when Jonathan Taylor just jammed his shit right down their throats. Right. Then they they faced um, the the Jets quarterback, which was Mike Whoever, White. whoever the fuck that was, yeah. <laughs> Trevor Lawrence and Tua about seven weeks ago when he was on his terrible slide. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I, I just – this is a tough matchup for this Bills defense. We're going to see who they are really uh, after this. If they lose this game in a big way, it could be curtains for this Buffalo season just like that. Oh no! What a, that would be so terrible. Don't they play the Patriots again? <laughs> Don't they play the Patriots again the week after in Foxborough? Uh, they play the Panthers, and then the Patriots. Oh, okay, the other Panthers in there because I know that there's been a few quick, quick turnaround games in 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 divisions. Yeah. Um, wow. Imagine them dropping three or four over this over this stretch. Yeah, it'd be tough. And then you know, Miami, Miami overtakes them. Miami keeps winning. <laughs> That would be brutal for them. Yeah. Not well, even the Miami can't drop a game this week because they're on a bye. So, <laughs> right. Uh, right. Yeah. Buffalo with everything to lose. Packers versus Bears, another division rivalry matchup. Uh, the Bears are going to get curb stomped. Justin Fields is going to play. <laughs> it's just it's going to be horrible. It's going to be truly horrible. The only player I'm interested in with Justin Fields, Mister Hold the Ball for 11 seconds per drop back, is David Montgomery. That's it. Like. Like in a real desperation play, you could maybe play Al, um, Darnell Mooney, but oh, it's not good. Maybe revenge game narrative for old dusty, dusty Jimmy Graham. <laughs> maybe, I guess. No, no. Um, I think I like Jimmy Graham better when Andy Dalton quarterback, though. But oh, yeah. That's just me. Like, the way I, like that Jimmy Gra- I like Jimmy Graham better when Drew Brees is quarterback. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers absolutely dog walks uh, Chicago Bears. So he owns them, and he told them told them so in the first game. They were going to be, you know, the Bears fans that travel to um, travel to um, Lambo Lambo will will be probably told again. I, I would love to. I would love to see Aaron Rodgers walk out literally with a stuffed Chicago Bear on a leash. And just dog walking across the fifty-yard line, just dragging it, just, just dragging it behind, just spitting on it, just with absolute no regard for it. I just oh, want to see him play, go full heel. His antics have been hilarious, putting it like showing off his foot in the interview and just railing on people, growing his hair out of control, looking like that mad Swedish actor from Prison Break with the with the long hair, looking all haggard. I absolutely love it. Aaron Rodgers going full heel this season has been hit. Hilarious, but yes, play Aaron Rodgers, play Devontae Adams, play um, AJ Dillon, play Aaron Jones. This has become a very true, like split backfield now. AJ Dillon has carved out a role for himself, so you like him this week as well. And finally, um, what could be could be if 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 the Rams can get their shit together and get the offense firing a little bit, a really high scoring, exciting game, Cardinals versus Rams. It's a battle of the the uh, hot coaches, Sean McVay versus Cliff Kingsbury. Who's got the best uh, best style on the sideline? This is yeah, who's got the best bachelor pads? Uh, it's very very much a he's so hot right now. Quarter uh, head coach matchup. Darrell Henderson, man, is your guy gonna be ready to go or is it gonna be another emergency situation? I don't know. What did he dress last week? Was that he dressed, but it was like emergency, and he didn't play a single snap. Sony Michelle played one hundred percent of the running back snaps, which is crazy. You always want to see from uh, Sony Michelle. Good old, good old Sony. Yeah, uh, yeah, good game. Yeah, for sure. I, I think Sony still, you know, he gets it done. He's like a he's a ham and egger, is what they call him. You know, he gets he gets what's yeah, he gets, gets, what's gets what's for him. What's what's given for him? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know what? I mean, the Rams promoted Makai Sargent from the practice squad, so that's not ideal. That's not a real person. That's a Madden regen. They 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 were playing Ultimate Team, and they just took a name off the Madden regen. Oh, we might have. <laughs> I do have a picture here for on, on uh, NBC Sports Edge, though. So it is fair. just a generic Madden creator face, isn't it? <laughs> if you actually double click on the picture, you can change your skin color. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh my gosh. Um, yeah, I don't know if he plays this week. If he doesn't, then obviously you're firing up Sony in this spot against the Cardinals. The Cardinals defense has been the better crew uh, so so far this year for this Cardinals team. Uh, Kyler Murray just it's just so weird watching their offense. It doesn't seem to like like obviously they're getting it done and mm-hmm. you know you can't fault them, but their offense just looks weird at times. It's like Kyler Murray like drops back to pass, runs like 15 yards backwards, and then all of a sudden he, like just runs to the sideline, turns the corner, and then yeah. goes for 30 yards. It's like all right, cool. It's like a like a Madden offense. It is like, very much, very fast, much a Madden fast offense. quarterback, and you just like keep dropping back. You know, yeah, just, just keep going. <laughs> if I can buy more time, I can outrun right. everyone on the I field. I'll run this D tackle to the edge and then run for 15 yards. Awesome. Um, so yeah, obviously you're starting everyone. Uh, James Conner had a had a game last week. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if Chase Edmonds kind of affects that. If you know what that split is if he if he makes it back as well uh but van jefferson's interesting like mm. like you put in notes uh with obj um always kind of just perennially banged up yeah <laughs> always has something going on by the way did you see that quote that just came out i think it was out of the athletic it, it, the, the, it was just a screenshot on twitter but it looked like the font from the athletic and it was a locker room quote so i, I imagine it came from it but it was Van Jefferson, uh, I think it was last week or the week before, he had a, he had a bad game and sort of was was struggling. And OBJ came over to him and sort of gave him a like showed him a video or like a, some some clippings on his phone of all of like the shit that people had said about him, um, just, just sort of negatively and saying like just don't listen to anyone, keep going, you got it, kind of thing. It was like being a leader in the locker room and and building up Van Jefferson, who was sort of getting down on himself. I was like, oh, so you go. Maybe Odell's not a complete piece of shit. Maybe the narrative is. I don't think Odell's that bad. I think. No, Odell's... no, no. Neither do I. That was, that was sort of, yeah. I was being, being exaggeratory. I think it's just all media narrative because, because yeah. um, he's a, a bit of a diva wide receiver, and I think. Yeah, definitely. And these guys go you... through tons of tons of scrutiny. Um, I think in the newest Man of the Arena, Brady clips out Skip Bayless saying like like 25 things that he got wrong, like over the years. Yeah. I am desperate. I haven't, I haven't watched. Any I haven't of seen yet. this one yet, but I saw that they yeah. talked about it. So how many episodes are up now? Uh, this is the fourth one coming out. And there's 10 altogether. I don't know how many there are. Cause this will be the Randy Moss 2007, like ish. Oh yeah. So it's good. It's going to be 10 then. Like we got ages to go. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so like the um, Moss story. And now it looks pretty cool. Like he snuck into the Patriots hotel when he was playing with the Raiders. Really? And was like, Tom, I want to play with you. And he's like, I know you guys got a game tonight, but uh, just I want to I want to, I want to play with you. And then all of a sudden, offseason, Bill's like, uh, do you want Randy Moss? Or like, what do you think about Randy Moss? He's like, hell yeah, let's get him. Hell yeah, let's get Randy. <laughs> it's Randy freaking Moss. Are you serious? Yeah, that's uh, awesome. Yeah, Doug Gabriel played for the Patriots, and Randy Moss was friends with him. Right. He's like, okay, oh, you'll, you'll love it here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so it's nice. um. Yeah, I'm really looking good. forward to watching that. I got to, I just got to find a way to 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 watch it here here in Hungary because my yeah. uh, my KO doesn't doesn't work anymore. So I got to figure that out. Tears, tears. <laughs> I'll find it. I'll find it. It'll be somewhere. It'll be somewhere. But that does it for the games. So as is tradition, we will wrap up the show with our quarterback and tight end streams. Yeah, I got to say favorite your favorite. It was a it was a better week for your boy. Yours truly this week. Taste oh. Taysom Hill, the Mormon missile, getting it done. With 24 fantasy points, Tyrod got hurt. It all went to shit, and he had two points. So as things stand, with three weeks left to play, um, Corey is one, two, three, four, five, and Lewis is one, two, three, four, five. So we are five apiece in the quarterback streaming game. There's going to be a winner because we got three weeks left. We cannot tie. This is going to be great. We're going to go right down to the wire, and this week, I'm I'm going back to the well. I'm I'm going back to the state of Utah, and I'm bringing Taysom Hill with me, and we're riding again against the the uh, the New York Jets. Is that sound strategy? Sound strategy. That's um, it. I'm going to go with Cam running the Baylor offense. Cam, <laughs> the... ten, at least ten rushes. Come on. Cam the Baylor Bear. Let's go. <laughs> All right. I like it. I like it. 
And in what continues to be one of the worst spectacles in fantasy sports, <laughs> our street, our tight end streaming under 50%. Come like, on, man. yeah, yeah, yeah. We've had now you know how I feel. Now you know how I feel because I've been the end of some of these absolute dog shit performances. I earned James O'Shaughnessy, who got me a whopping three points. Um, and you managed to get 0.7 with Gerald Everett. Like, did he he must have had a fumble, right? Like, I don't know what happened. I don't care. I, 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 ridiculous. Or, did, or did they give him a carry? Did they give they, you know, maybe they gave him the screen that was like. Maybe they gave him a screen that was behind the line of scrimmage, a backwards pass, so he gets seven yards or something. I don't even know. I don't even know how that happened. Um, But uh, Corey has got three, five. Dude, we are five apiece in the tight end streaming as well. This is electric. I think think this tight end streamer thing, if this tells us anything, it's draft a freaking tight end that's worth something. Well, yeah, yeah. Or at least you you can't rely on the waiver wire. So, like, grab... Yeah, the thing Someone. is though, Tra- Travis Kelsey. If you spend a first round pick on Travis Kelsey, no, he not, burns yeah, you. I'm not saying that. But. No, I know. I like Darren Wallace burns you. George Kittle burns you. Um, I think I think we're gonna see some recency bias and maybe like second or third round, ra- second round Travis Kelsey, fourth round Darren Waller next year is gonna be a huge, huge, huge bargain. This week I'm going with Jared Cook from the. Um, not San Diego, the Los Angeles Chargers. It's amazing how that still sticks in your head. The Los Angeles Chargers, just because we talked about having virtually no pass catches, maybe he gets out there. They split him out wide for a few, use that big frame of his in the end zone. Well, I, got, I got some stats for you for, for mine. I got Ooh. Tyler Conklin. He's 30% rostered right now. He's coming off 12.6 point performance and had a 21.9% target show this past week. And then Adam Thielen suffered a high ankle sprain. You know what? With Thielen out, Conklin ended up running a route on 73.9% of the team's drop back. And I don't see how that changes this week as the Vikings play against the Steelers. And I think Conklin, you know, gets you up. I think he could go for about 40, 50 yards. It might even get in the end zone this week. Oh, yeah. Well, he, he, Adam Thielen is his end zone guy, so he will be looking for All someone right. else. Um, so, yeah. I, I look forward to this being another three to two victory for someone. Yeah, definitely. <sighs> um, all right, man, that's going to do it for this week. Anything else you wanted to add before we get on out of here? No, I think that's good. Uh, make sure you guys check out everything that Lewis is doing. Make sure you check out me at CMoney52 on Twitter. Um, and yeah, hopefully you guys make the playoffs. Hopefully you guys win your round one, whatever the case may be. And um Hopefully that we helped a little bit in your rosters this season. Yeah, absolutely. We hope we were able to get you to the playoffs. Um, we've had some hits, but we, we, oh, we've had some some misses, but we've had a few good hits as well. And in a sort of like new format for the show, we sort of decided to readjust how we were going to do it. But I think some of the guys that we picked out on a weekly basis, some games have, have, have quite often come through. So I'm pretty pleased with with a lot. A lot of the, the the calls that we've had, especially given the just the absolute arena of chaos in which the NFL has been this season. Truly, like I know we say this every year and it's just because you're inside of it and it just seems more chaotic. But I think this has been one of the most random chaotic years in recent memory for fantasy. Yeah, it definitely feels that way. All right, we're going to get out of here. Best of luck with week 14 and we will catch you next week. Corey, see you later, man. See ya.